Let's make sure we can hear Brian. Say hello, Brian. Nope. Nope. It's not set right. All right. That's why. Try again. Nope. Let's try that. Hello, hello, hello. There we go. Okay, guess what? We're live, and this is the way live works with Open Door Community Church. (laughs) This is the nature of uh, how things work uh, on streaming. It's uh, imperfect, but um, but it does tend to be fun, if nothing else. Yes. So it's after service, and it is our weekly conversation where we spend a little more time discussing. Uh, different topics. Generally, we're focused on whatever the most recent sermon was. Um, mm-hmm. And as I just acknowledged before we went live, uh, I have no idea what the topic of the most recent sermon was because mm-hmm. I wasn't there. You have there. no idea even what the topic is? No, I have no idea. I like I, I got far enough in that I saw you talk for about a minute and a half. And I'm like, I got better things to do. <laughs> Which is not true. That is not true. I did not think that. You know, it, <clears throat> I had, um, I was, uh, well, I, I have no excuse. Love you. <laughs> but before okay. we get into that, uh, how are you doing? Oh, it's Jan. Jan's on. She's watching. She must be delighted by this already. <laughs> Hi, Jan. I'm Jan. glad you're, li- you're, you're here. Me too. Yeah. So. Well, how's your week been though? Because I haven't seen you in like a, 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 in a little bit. Oh, let's see. Well, this week I have painted a bathroom and a wall and put car- put gravel in my uh, my backyard and front yard. You, okay, so just tell me how much fun hauling gravel is from your perspective. <laughs> well, one of them. I could back the pickup right up to where I'm dropping it. So that wasn't so bad. All right. <laughs> and I only did a total of about a yard. Oh, so, okay. So it was, well, that's still a lot of work. I, I had five yards and I was oh, really just lot. amazed at how the pile did not seem to get smaller. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the pile was gone and it was like, Oh, yeah. Okay, well, there it is. Well, there um, it is. But it's a lot of work. That's the kind of stuff where I start to feel, this is going to sound weird, I feel Irish. Um, because my family is from Ireland, and we were uh, we were just uh, manual laborers. Hmm. And I'm like, I was built for this. I was built to haul around buckets of gravel for no good reason. That, <laughs> you know, uh, and... I it, I take there's a certain amount of satisfaction that I get out of that, especially since yeah. my day job is I just stare at literally the same screen on a Zoom call or Teams yeah. call with people, and it's like oh oh I get that a little bit yeah because so much of my time is is spent with a nose in a book uh, yeah so my day may my days off Mondays and Tuesdays mostly just Mondays but this week I'm doing some extra stuff. I try to do physical labor just to mix it up. And it's nice because you don't think about anything else. My, I'm so, my head is going hundred miles an hour all the time. Yeah. So it's, it's wonderful to have something where I could kind of turn it off and manual labor does that. I, yeah, I a hundred percent agree with that. 
It's a little hard for me to get started, but once I get started, it's kind of hard for me to stop. Hmm. There's a, yeah. Yeah. I just, there's a satisfaction at the end of that. That's it. it it's similar to a workout, only mm-hmm. a workout. You have nothing to show for it other than, you know, the loss of your own self dignity and how out of shape you are. But, <laughs> but you know, when you're working in the yard, I remember we bought Sam a trampoline during the pandemic last year mm-hmm. and we had to love, you know, my backyard. Yeah. You had to level a, a whole area. Oh my Lord. That's a lot it, of work. It was four hours of moving dirt so we could level out this area. And most of the time I was just angry. <laughs> I was just, I was just mad, you know, and that anger kind of really pulled me through. But when we were done, and I got to watch Sam jump on it, and he's got this picture of him up, and he's like in a big X, you know, with his arms out and his legs yeah. out. I'm like, 100% worth it. 100% worth it. Work and, can be a beautiful thing. I need to do a series ser- sermon on on rest and work. And work can be ment- emotionally and spiritually draining, or it can be good. It just depends on what you're doing and how you see the outcome. But we should probably be talking about the sermon at this point. Okay. Fine. <laughs> All right. Um, I act like I don't care. I do. I'm mostly just feeling that little touch of shame. So um, if you don't mind, what is the scripture that we discussed? I'm going to pull it up so I can review it while we're talking. Okay. First John oh, chapter 5, verses 11 and 12. So First what? John Chapter 5, verses 11 and 12, if anybody wants to, to join me in, in looking at that online. And uh, the, the, the question, we're, mm. we're, this is mm. the beginning of a series of five um, assurances we have as a Christian. And the first one is uh, assurance of salvation. What you, what's going to happen to you when you breathe your last moment? What is going to happen to you with, for eternity? Um, everybody lives for eternity. What's the quality of life you're going to have there? How do you yeah. know what's going to happen to you? Um, and and what I my goal was is that at the end of this, you will know. Not I think I know what's hap- where I'm going. I I know I have eternal life, and that's the point of the book of John is so that you would know whether or not you do. And this is kind of a summary statement near the end of the book. Um, there's three pieces, three pieces I wanted to talk about. And I'm going to okay. be a little bit is longer okay if I just, this time. Do you mind if Go I ahead. just read it? Yes, that's a great idea. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, uh, and this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. Hmm. Yes. I, lo- I really appreciate how in verse 12, that last time the reference to the Son is the Son of God. It was very deliberate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very deliberate. Okay, go ahead then. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go a little bit more in detail since you didn't get to see the or, or hear the sermon. Um, first thing I talked about was um, what are we talking about? We're talking about eternal life, but what is eternal life? And it's, it's not unending life. It has to do with the quality of your life. And it really gets down to... Being able to be in the presence of God it ha- and being in the presence of God has to do with intimacy, that you can call him Father, the creator of the universe, you get to call him Father. But in that circumstance of being in his presence and that kind of relationship is joy and security and peace and soul satisfaction. It's, it's having that kind of an experience in eternity. 
is what we're talking about. It's and and I talked about how eventually, you know, a lot of times people think that eternity and is and heaven is our final destination, but it's not. It's back on Earth in a renovated Earth and a renovated hu- humanity in a physical form, but in the presence of God. So that's kind of what we're talking about. First of all, is what is eternal life? It's a quality, and it's a quality of just. It's hard to just. It's it's hard to overstate how good it's going to be. So that's the first part. Any thoughts or comments on that? Yeah, you know, the first thing it made me think of is Adam and Eve, and what was intended for us to begin with. Yes, um, we because I was thinking about what why are we trying to attain eternal life. You know, why is that a goal? Why is that something we strive for? And it's coming home. It's getting back to where we were supposed to be to begin with. That was the first thing that kind of popped in my head. There's like this echo in our heart, this lasting memory, collective memory. And I think C.S. Lewis or someone talks about this, that there's a sense of what they're supposed to be. And so we pursue that not realizing what it is that we're actually missing. This is why injustice bothers us so much. This is why we never seem to be satisfied. Why we know that we we should be happy. We should have this joy, but we just don't. And why is it fleeting? That doesn't make any sense to us. That's because we were created for that kind of environment. And we're just, it's like a car running on, on diesel when it's an unleaded car. It's something's wrong. Yeah, but we don't know what it is. There's a one of my uh, a song by one of my favorite artists is called "Hole in the Cup," and it's mm. talking about the idea that we can pour all we want into this cup, and there's a crack in it, or there's a hole in the cup, and yeah. there's only one way to fill it. And the guy is not uh, an overt Christian artist; he's a person. He's really popular in the folk scene, but what he's saying is is that there's only one fountain that you know, will continue to pour in that cup. Right. And it's that sense of, I'm, I'm going to keep trying to fill this. There's something that's not right. There's something that I'm striving for, and I don't know what it is. And I think a lot of it is that desire to be home. It's like an eternal nostalgia. Yeah. Like, I'm supposed that's to be someplace, word. and I'm not there. How do I get back to that place? The other thing it made me think of, is returning to earth very selfishly is think of all the people I get to hang out with again that I miss so much. And like I physically could hug them at that Mm -hmm. point. And I'm like, bring that on. Amen. You know, that, you know, if you think about the idea, excuse me for indulge me on this is the idea of I could hug my grandpa and my dad and my grandma and my great grandma, all these people that were foundational in my faith and to be able to just be like, Oh my Lord, I love you. And I'm so glad to see you. Um, by the yeah. way, by, hey, uh, Fauna says, amen. And Jen sends us a little emoji heart. So, yeah. So thanks, yeah. It's all. just going to be an amazing moment. And then the question becomes, how do you know, how, how do I know I have that? Yeah. And in going back to that, to, to the verse, it's like, well, it's from the sun. It's through the sun. And I kind of walk through the, the kind of the 
the chain of thinking about why do we need a savior to get there? And, you know, I went started with Isaiah 59 too, you know, that our sins have separated us from God. It's the idea that when we, we do something relationally, that's a, that, that's offensive. It breaks that relationship to varying degrees. I mean, if it's a small offense, not very much, but if it's a massive one, then it can, it sometimes can completely sever the relationship. And, and this is what mm. death is an image of, too, that you can't see your grandma. You can't see your dad because death has caused a separation between you. And so this is what that's, that, that's the enterprise that's being described here, why it's eternal life instead of death. It has to do with this being separated from God because of what we've done. And so there's this what Jesus has done is he's brought us back together through his death on the cross which his work, not our work. So th- that's, that's kind of, it's through Jesus. It's a standard gospel message, but I, but I, I, I put that piece in there and then we can go, we can go from there. Do you have any thoughts or comments on that piece? I had a question for you and it's not really specific to that piece. So you'll forgive me. Uh, sure. The, uh, that I'm going to go right back to the beginning, your introduction five-part series on this on assurances mm-hmm. where is this coming from what's the impetus f- oh. for for this for this series hey murph um, like to? i would say i wanted to do something that was I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the exact the, the right words. It wasn't anything in particular in my life. That if that's where you're you're going, nothing in particular. Um, it has to do with. I just want to be able to hit some a, a series that's going to hit some really foundational things. I think there's a there's a lot of things that are up in the air in our world. Up, you know, this last year was insane, um, and nothing seems to be settled. And so I want to be able to give us a few places in our lives that we can. Okay, I know where I'm headed at the end. I know God hears my prayers. I know that I'm forgiven. I know that he's going to be guiding me. I know where that victory is coming. Those are the five. So just kind of, mm-hmm. I knows. It, it's interesting because with the resurgence of the, um, of the, the, the coronavirus right now, I think that we've gone from, oh, yeah, you know, we're coming out. This is cool. And then to not, and we're not, and that sh- has shaken people. Uh, it hasn't necessarily mm. shaken me, but I know for some people, it's just super unsettling. And uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, when is this ever? Is this ever going to end? Yeah, and so there's that just a desire for. I'm sorry. What am I hanging my hopes on again? And it's that you know recalibrating. Like, listen. Yeah. If we can recalibrate to some of these assurances, then your your comfort, your confidence, your demeanor, your engagement with the world. Oh, that, dramatically right? changes. And I think that's part of the reason why we experience such a toxic environment is that our the assurances that we have are, you know, that seed planted in shallow soil, mm-hmm. that they're not, we don't have that depth of faith and confidence that we should have. Uh, and, you know, there are 
I, definitely times when I go, well, part of my brain goes, are you sure? Are you and, sure? Right. <laughs> and then to, it's, have you ever heard of the attaboy jar or girl jar? You ever heard of that? I think so, but I'm not sure what you mean by it. Sure. It, the idea is, is that you have a, a literal, a literal jar and anytime somebody says something positive to you, you write it on a slip of paper and you put it in the jar. And if you're having a day where you're feeling down or you're questioning your self-worth and that kind of stuff. You pull you, out those things. Right. And Vanessa and I have yeah. this kind of uh, a, a, a similar jar. It's figurative. But when we start to wonder where God is working in our lives, we will bounce things off of each other and say, do you remember that time? And mm -hmm. it's like bringing those back up. It's like going, oh, of course he's here. Of course he's got our backs. Of course he knows what he's doing. And it's really easy just to lose sight of those things. Mm -hmm. And uh, so just, again, my my whole point in asking that question is just to, to recalibrate ourselves, to focus on here are some things that you can count on. Right. And if you are struggling, calibrate to these assurances you know, find some way when you're struggling to, you know, come back to First John 5 and go, gotcha, okay, okay. And yep. um, so thank you for letting me kind of, for that little departure there a bit. So how do you know? If this is how Jesus did it, then the question became, well, how, that, hey, I know what you're given. I know it's from Jesus. But how do you know I have it? How do you have it? I mean, and that's that becomes the key, and that that becomes really the crux of the issue. And so, actually, if you want to flip a couple of verses before that and go to chapter five, verses one, one and one, two and three, starting really with starting with verse one. Okay, I'm pulling this whole it up. book. This whole book is about giving you reasons. How do you know? And these are kind of some summary statements. Go ahead. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ. Is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God by loving God, oh gosh, and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for God to keep his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. Boy, that <laughs> uh, that second verse, this is how we know that we love the children of God by loving God and carrying out his commands. Um, whew. So let me get to that piece. Yeah. Okay. Let me get to that. The first one is it's belief. Yes. Okay. Right. Um, you know, one of the things is I was having a conversation with some people um, last Saturday about, about how do I know I'm saved? And they asked me, you know, do you believe that once saved, always saved? And I said, yeah, for someone who's truly saved, I do think they are always saved. And, and in the midst of the conversation, the, the the issue that we struggle with, I think, with it is, is we see people who live horrible lives six days a week, and then Sunday morning they go, hey, I'm fine now. I can just wash my hands and everything's fine, mm -hmm. right? That they don't actually at all act like a Christian, and they seem to have zero remorse for it, zero problems with it. And they'll say, yeah, I'm a Christian. I was baptized at three years old, so I have to be saved. They're like, there seems to be a, something wrong with that. There's a that. disconnect here, yeah. There's a disconnect. And so, yeah, I don't believe that – so they're saying, that, wait a minute. I don't believe that you're once saved, all the saved, because that doesn't seem right. Well, that's not what I mean. 
when we start with this first one, believing that it, to get grammarly on you, it is a present tense participle. So people who are continuously Actively. in the present tense believing those people are born again. It's a new way of, it's another way of saying saved. So one of the, one of the ways of knowing whether or not someone is saved is do you believe? I mean, that's really actually the foundation of the whole thing, you know, and we could, we could point to so many different verses, Ephesians chapter two, verses eight and nine. I mean, go on and on and on. So many, it is by faith period. But how do you know you have that faith? And, and that's where I mean, we, first uh, John chapter five, verses 24 and 25. So uh, you know, whoever hears my words and believes him who sent me has passed on from death to life. John 5, 25. Here's the words believe. And I, and, and I want us to hold on to that because it is belief, but belief when that, when that happens to you, it changes several things. One, it changes how you see other Christians. And I talked about he loves those whom God has also born, other believers. Now, you and I both know that the church is very frustrating. <laughs> oh, my gracious. Yes. It's frustrating. It's annoying. It's disappointing. It angers me. But that doesn't mean I don't love the church. In fact, sometimes because I'm so frustrated with them is, is just an indication is that I identify with them. They're my people and they're acting like this. So we need to look, you know, one of the indications is that you love God's people. That doesn't mean you need to like God's people. Right. Yes. I, this is going to sound dumb. I have this conversation with my dogs all the time. <laughs> like, oh, I love you. I love but you. But you annoy me but very I do much. Not right like now. you right now. And and I and I definitely have that relationship with with certain people where I love them enormously, painfully, and I don't like them. And yeah, it's it, that can be hard. I um, we had my neighbors over uh, over the weekend, and and whenever. Uh, the, the wife is struggling with some faith-related things. She bounces things off of me. What do you think about this? And what do you think about this? And it's usually super controversial topics, you know, because that's, you know, the way she was yep. brought up. Those are the things that she struggles with. And, you know, a lot of times the answer is, let's make sure we recalibrate toward love and see what that tells us about about these things. It doesn't mean, you know, it's like the idea of faith. You know, if, if you have faith, hey, Derek, good to see you. Um, if you have faith, that informs your actions. Yes. Um, if you love your neighbor, in this case, literal neighbor, you know. Right. The way you interact with them, that, that the, the establishment of that relationship informs your actions with right. that. And, yes. you know, I remember... When uh, am I still an elder? Am I still officially an elder? I think I am. No, you're a pastor. Oh, that's even worse. Okay, uh, but I remember when I was asked, it was uh, the interview really about being an elder was, do you do you love the people of this church? And I I remember how seriously I took that, and part of mm -hmm. and one of the reasons that I I hesitated that moment is like, have I spent enough time 
connecting with these people to truly love them. And that was convicting to me because I, I recognized that that was a growing edge for me, that I needed to spend more time with people. And, and I love them. There are yeah. definitely times over the years where I'm like, I don't like you or you right. or, or in this moment, you're not somebody that I want to be around. And I still love the people yeah. of our church. And I think in this case, because the word brothers there is not meant in a in in the broad sense of all humanity is 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 one family. It's yeah. in this case he's talking about fellow believers. Okay, we, yes, yeah. we're supposed to love everybody, but he's talking about do, how do you think about yeah. other believers? And and I I think it gets down to identity. Do you identify as part of God's people, even if you may not go to church, even if you are very frustrated and been hurt by the church? Do you identify, I belonged to this group, even if they frustrate me? So I think, so that's one of the things is like, am I a Christian? You know, do you believe? Yes. And is this my, is these my people, even if I don't, don't like them? Um and I think that's, you know, the whole, we could, we've talked all about identity, but the third one, and this is, gets to the part with the sin has to do with it, what is your desire? Do you, cause that word keep is where's, where am I headed? What, what am I observing? What, what is my standards that I'm trying to achieve? It's not about perfection. If you go to the beginning of this book in chapter two, he clearly is assuming that, his, that, that Christians are going to sin. So that's not the issue. Mm. The issue is, is what do you want to do? Do you want to please God? That's an indication that you're his child. You may be a brat of a child, but if you still hang on to your belief, you've had your heart changed, that you feel guilty and conviction over something of some sin in your life, these are indications that you believe. Those three things. Yeah. I think we get hung up on that stuff quite a bit. Uh, mm -hmm. You've heard me speak, obviously, of my Catholic upbringing and what confession is like and that kind of stuff where I really struggled with, well, if you really mean it during confession, then that's not a get out of jail free card for the next time. Like, Hey, I'll go ahead and sin again because I could just go to confession no. and I'm all good. Um, but you could easily take that, that and, and twist it to being though, then now I'm saved by, by how good I do. There's nothing in Scripture that says you have to progress to become more Christian, more godly, to be saved. Then it's saved plus clean up your act. That's not what the Bible says. You are saved by faith. That's it. That's it. So, okay, let me ask. Uh, the woman at the well. Mm-hmm. Sin no more. Yeah. We are called to go sin no more. Right. Absolutely. But that, that doesn't mean that that's the basis, whether or not how well she obeys that is the issue. She should want to know sin no more, sure. But that doesn't mean she's saved or in the right relationship with Jesus if she never blows it again. I think that's really super important for people to understand yeah. that a lot of times we talk about getting caught up in in 
setting barriers for people to become Christians. You must do the following. You must stop sinning in this way, in this way, in this way. Otherwise, you can't be part of my right. club, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's a big enough challenge. In addition to that, to say, if you believe, even if you never progress beyond where you currently are, despite your best intentions and best efforts, as long as you believe you're still in the sun, that's really, that really bugs people. Yes, it does. And, uh, but that is the nature of the gospel. That is right. the gospel. You don't have to progress to get better. Do you want to? Yes, because that's your new desire. You don't want to just go to confession and have to do the same confession over and over. That, right. that bothers you. But that is not what ba is the basis. And yeah, people get really uncomfortable with that. It, it's scandalous. I love that word. You know I love that's that the, word. Because it is. the gospel, though. It's when we project our own human expectations on how God on God's grace and his generosity and his fairness mm -hmm. that we get into trouble because he doesn't think like us. Yep. Yeah. I quote, I quoted a first Peter chapter one and don't, don't take the time to read it up. All but right. it, it talks about how we need to add to our faith, godliness and patience and goodness and on this huge list of become better. And then it says, for if you do these things, it doesn't say, you will be surely to be saved. It says you will be fruitful and effective. Mm. Mm. So the issue is not whether or not you're saved. The issue of the reason to get better is you have a better testimony in the world. You have a better imp impact on the people in your life. You're going to bring more blessings to the world. That's why you do it. And then he continues on and says, for the one who doesn't, is short-sighted and has forgotten that he has been cleansed of his sin. If we don't get better, it's because you haven't appreciated, hasn't haven't remembered what you already have. Mm. That's the issue. That's the biblical idea. Wow. It has nothing to do with that, which is the last piece, and I know we're running long. It's like, and this is the testimony. It's the first part of that. We need to base our 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 how we think about our 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 relationship with God our standing not on what we and this is going to be let me say this clear it is not on the basis of what we believe if what we're believing is wrong cuz maybe we believe something that's wrong like that if God if I don't do this God's going to whack me that's not the reason why you, that's not the basis. Your feelings are wonderful. They're beautiful. You know, I, we've talked about that. Mm -hmm. They are a hideous, hideous indication of truth. They'll tell you how you're feeling, but they have, they say nothing about what God thinks about a topic. <laughs> right. Uh, it's, it, and I always butcher this. I, I don't know that remember the quote specifically, but the C.S. Lewis, the idea that, we are going to do the best we can with the information that we have. And we're going to make some mistakes. If our belief is there and our intentions are there, thank God he forgives right. our misinterpretations, our, our flawed belief system. But if Christ is there, yeah, that's a stand on that. Yeah. Stand on what he said. 
not what you feel about it. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Fauna. <laughs> because it is, because when I, I don't know about you, but, but, and I would like to ask this one question. If you don't mind, we're going to go slightly yeah, long. Yeah, that's right. Is when I, when I, the, the two issues I hear with people who are struggling with their sound, with their salvation, one is, is, but I don't feel like I'm saved. Mm, mm-hmm. And the other one is, but I'm still struggling with sin. Those are the two big ones to me. And the struggling with sin, well, do you want to sin? Well, not really. Okay, well, there's an indication that you have new desires in that. And then the other one is the feeling piece is like, don't trust your feelings. Trust what he says. What Mm. are some reasons you've heard people struggle with whether or not they're saved? Well, let me me just tell you personally, um, and, and this is not a one-to-one relationship here, but there are definitely days where I feel as an individual that I am on my game, right? I'm working hard, Mm -hmm. I'm focused, I'm getting things done. And there are days when I get to the end of the day and I go, I'm a loser. I got nothing done. I'm lazy. uh, I'm distracted. And if I, and that's feelings, that's how I feel. Right. If I take the time to reflect and go, and where is the evidence of this? Mm-hmm. That especially if your foundation is in Christ, right? If we're talking about the sin and your belief and stuff, if you, going back to the attaboy jar kind of thing, mm-hmm. if you remind yourself of the truth, then you can get past that feeling right. of that, uh, and I'll be going back to your question. I don't have a lot of experience with people going, yeah, but I'm I've sinned too much. I'm, you know, um, I can t- like Vanessa has, you know, in her work, people who said mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm going to hell because there's no way that he can save me because I've sinned too much, too big, too often. Right, I'm a lost cause. There's no way, and to me that is the ultimate justification or proof of his remarkable generosity yeah and the scandalous nature of grace right right we keep bringing that word back that he would take these people that we as humans as individuals where our culture would say reject this person in crisis this person believes they're my child and regardless of that sin yeah. crazy and and I, 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 I really, and, and this is an honest question. I would love for, for there to be some comments in the, in the comment section on show me in scripture where do you, if you do not progress and become mm-hmm. more godly, you are not saved. I don't see it. The closest one was that uh, Peter one, but that's not what he's saying. So does it say you, we should want to? Absolutely. But it doesn't say you're going to lose your salvation if you don't. If you don't, if, if, if you don't stop sinning, what it says is if you stop believing, then you won't be saved. To me, that's super powerful. It It, is. Yeah. But we, we have this feeling and and, and I really want to, I don't think I said it well. So help me to, to say it well is I said something like your belief isn't necessarily what you're, how do I put this? 
like some of the people that, that, that Vanessa talks to, they believe that God will not love them because they've sinned so much. That belief is not going to, is, is not reality. They think it's reality. It's like, right. a, it's like a styrofoam rock that they think is going to hit them. They think it's a real rock, but it's not. It's just fluff. Well, so, uh, and I think that's really in- interesting, intriguing. The, if you start out with that nugget that says, I believe, put that over here. It's in a box. It's protected. I believe that is there. I'm, my belief doesn't change, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go, but look at all this, these terrible things that I've done. I'm, I'm beyond saving. Even with that lie that you tell yourself that you're beyond saving, but you're still saved. But you're still <laughs> saved because that's over here in this box and it's protected right. from from that thinking. Yes. That to me is is really powerful because there is a, a core truth that's there that is really hard for people to swallow on either side of sin. Yeah. Because the because whether or not you're saved has to do with what is God's testimony. The re, what is real is what God says is real, not what I think is real at all. In the end, the only thing that 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 that, that when it corresponds is when what I think lines up with what He says. That's it. Right. Yeah. You know whether it, whether this there's a tree outside my window or I'm saved, I can believe there's a tree there. But what if there isn't? God says there is, so there is. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. He's the one that determines reality. And my my feelings, my beliefs, if they Yeah. I don't know. I hope I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but don't trust your feelings. Trust what God says and stand on that alone. Period. Sometimes you'll be driving in the lane you're supposed to be in, and your feelings will align with the truth. <laughs> and there will definitely be times when you've, you're outside of that and you run into the bump, 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 into the, and you're, oh, right. let's, we got to move back in here. You uh, might believe that the, 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 the sidewalk is smooth and there's no, 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 nothing, nothing, no step down. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter if you think it's true or not. You're going to, you're going to stumble or. You may think that that you're going to hit a car, and there's no way you're going to hit a car. You know, this has been uh, we're ten minutes over, and I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> but we need to end. But we need to end. And uh, what a wonderful conversation and a, a wonderful topic. Uh, and thank you, folks, for your comments. And I hope that this has been helpful for you as you're um, unpacking the sermon. And it's certainly been definitely a couple of truth bombs that have hit me that I've really appreciated. And uh, I also want to remind people that this Sunday is a joint service, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be a really special occasion. If you have the means to be there... This is the one to be, This is going to be so much fun. Even if you're online, you're going to see some beautiful people who love Jesus who are worshiping, uh, uh, glorifying him in in, uh, in the most joyful, loving, amazing mm-hmm. way. So I, I hope that you find 
that you make the time to participate in that in some way. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. So, All right, folks, that's it. See you on Sunday. Take care. Have a great week, folks. We appreciate you. you. Bye.